Thanks for tuning in to the HR Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Lucinda Carney. The HR Uprising is focused on helping forward-thinking people professionals deliver real lasting value in their organizations. I'm a chartered psychologist, speaker, and trainer, and recently authored the best-selling business book, How to Be a Change Superhero. My day job is founder and CEO of software and training business Actus. This gives me the opportunity to work with other businesses like yours. We are focused on building a better workplace for people wherever they are located with the help of our performance, learning and talent management software and our training and consultancy services. Every week on the podcast, I will be covering different topics and challenges joined by relevant experts and real life people professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy and get value from this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's HR Uprising podcast. And this week, I'm delighted to have Emma Jamil with me. She's the founder of the HR Club. And I guess if you haven't heard of the HR Club, she's going to explain a little bit more about what it's all about and, and what inspired her to found it, found it or find it. So um, welcome, Emma. Thank you so much. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be where you are now? Yeah, of course. Hi, welcome. And thank you. Welcome. I mean, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Welcome. welcome everyone listening <laughs> there's a start for you um yeah of course so my background is um I've always worked in HR I wanted to work in HR even as young as the age of 16 and um yeah my parents always used to say to me um you do realize no one works in HR don't you <laughs> so we no one likes no one likes. no one likes people who works in HR do you and um and I couldn't understand it because I thought it was about helping people when anyway I worked my way up through, as, as I think you think you should do when you kind of start out um, in your career. And I thought I had this vision of me for the future. I want to be an HR manager and I want to have a team reporting to me. And um, and I got there and it turned out to be the worst experience of my career. Um, and, I, and, I, and I talk about that because I think that's it's at that point that I started thinking, well, is this is this really for me? And if you think that point, I've been in HR a really, really long time. Um, I didn't know anything else. So I took a sideways step to kind of recover from that um, experience and ended up working for just about the most wonderful, brilliant leader I've ever kind of worked for. So I went from this really terrible experience to a really brilliant experience and and enjoyed it. And I got developed and I had so much um, positive um, you know all the things that we talk about when we talk about engagement and feeling valued and feeling developed and feeling you know inspired and then the leadership changed again at the top oh. and um, I was a different person I didn't like the way it was going I felt I was going backwards so I kind of I kind of described myself at this point as sort of stepping off with my stick you know like the um, the little kind of lost puppy trying to find that experience again um and I and I and I took a few jobs that against in HR that I thought I would be able to create that in other environments and again it didn't happen so I started realizing well, I wonder if there's a different way for me to use what I have out in the world um and that's what's led me to where I am today so I've gone from working in HR to now working with other women in HR to um 
to do what I call is uh, be sustainably unstoppable. Oh, I love that, that term. Just uh, understanding a little bit about what you really, I'm just curious as to when you said you uh, got to that point where she thought it was the pinnacle and you got the team yeah. and then didn't really love it. And then you had a great leader that you did really love and then you had to change and it was a less great leader that you didn't yeah. love. What specifically was it that, um, why why didn't you think you liked managing the team? What was it about that situation? Um, it wasn't it wasn't managing the team. It was the environment that I was in. So that was the role in, that I was bullied. Um, and yeah, that, that and that was the leadership team is incredibly, we talk about this toxic environment, incredibly toxic. I was having panic attacks before work. I had IBS. I was crying at the weekend in the evenings. So it wasn't so much managing the team, although I do recognise now that actually I don't really like managing people. There's nothing against those people yeah. that I manage, <laughs> if they listen to this, by the way. Um, but, yeah, the, that kind of the leadership. The climate of the environment that you were, with, you were within, it's just coincidental that you were managing a team at that point. And then when yeah. you went over to um, a, an environment where you, you were thriving and nurtured, what was yeah. different about that leadership? It was... Um, how do I summarise all of that experience that I had? The, the, what went through my head was, um, in that in response to your question, I I had always experienced leadership, I suppose, that had that I felt I needed to be something different around. And in that environment, I wasn't. I was accepted as who I was. I was... Um, given development based on my strengths rather than rather than oh we need you to be this to fit in or, or to to be at this next level um it was it was it was um challenging in so much as I was I was exposed to new experiences but a hundred percent I felt I had someone had my back the whole way even in difficult situations so you know I I felt 100 percent supported that if I if if I wasn't in the room and they were asked a question about me or my advice that not only would they support what I'd said, but actually they probably wouldn't give an answer. They'd just go, you should talk to her about that because that was her advice. You, not in a not in a slippery shoulder kind of way, yeah, but in a empowered kind of way. You felt respected. You felt you know, there was no sort of backbiting. So it was completely the opposite yeah. if you felt you'd been in a bullying culture before. It was oh, my goodness. hundred percent. Supported. Got yeah. you. So, so then going forward to where you are now, and you made this, this decision to work with other um, people in HR, particularly females in HR, and this yeah. HR club. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that opportunity. Um, the, the HR club was built on the, on the premise that I think that we are woefully unsupported as HR professionals. So in my experience, I see that... Um, what we are trained to do, you know, many of us study professional qualifications. We learn a lot of theory. It's all great knowledge. And then, but then when we get out into the world of work, we, we there, there are fundamental gaps in what we have access to. So, and, and what I'm talking about is um, we don't get taught how to handle the emotional aspects of making someone redundant, for example. That has an emotional toll. We're not robots. Um, we don't get taught how to handle someone who comes to us and say that they've got um, depression or um, terminal cancer or when someone commits suicide and we have to um, 
deal with everyone else, let alone deal with our own emotions. We get, we don't get anything that teaches us that. And what I see is a profession that so many of us end up in burnout um, or losing our confidence. I don't think there are, that's a bold thing to say, I was about to say, I don't think there are many people who like flourish. There must be people who flourish, right? But we, we get burnt out and uh, I see a lot of people who are kind of losing their confidence, um, starting to wonder if HR is really for them. I, I went through it myself. Mm. Um, you know, and yeah, we, yeah, we get challenged, we get questioned all the time about advice, we, we're not valued, we're just HR, there's like so much stuff. And there is a gap in my view of us, of, of, of resources that are available to us to support us with, within that context. Um, and in May this year, um, I collaborated on an event with a group of other women. It was entirely focused on the well-being of HR professionals. And we had 600 plus people register globally for that. And in my view, um, that I did, that kind of reinforced for me that there's definitely a need. Um, that there, there is a gap. Um, it's not just my perception that there is a gap. And so, yeah, International HR Day this year, I, I was like, I'm just going to take a punt on this. And I kind of said, look, I have a vision. I have a vision for how the profession could be different. I have a vision for how we could be different within it. I don't have any, um, I don't have any material. I have ideas. I need some people to come on board with me and help me create this thing. Tell me what it is that you really need. Um, and I had 29, I think, people who were willing to take a punt. And, um, that, and, and we've grown ever since. So basically I say to them, what is it that you want? Um, they tell me and then I deliver it <laughs> as much as I can. So, okay, so that's that's what your HR club is. So it's almost, it's responding to the needs. It's not you deciding what people want. It's actually saying, what do you need? And then you're developing the Absolutely. content and resources in line with those needs. Um, just going back when you said, I've got a vision for how HR could be different. Yeah. What do you mean by that? What was the vision? Oh, um, I have a vision where we don't lose our confidence. I have a vision where... Um, I call it be where we can be comfortable being uncomfortable. I really think that's our role within HR. And I think that we we try that and we, we set out to do that, but it gets really, really tough when we're the only voice in the room sometimes. Mm. So yeah, a vision where we are comfortable doing that, a vision where we're not just wheeled out for all the difficult stuff that we're, you know, making a bold contribution because actually the organizations that say that um the people that the people are their biggest asset actually mean it when they say it so mm-hmm. um yeah just just where we're where we're making our biggest impact as a profession and I genuinely think that we have the capacity to change the world of work as a profession um where we are making that change those changes that are meaningful to people that stop people going to work and going home feeling worse than when they arrived mm-hmm. um we're the key to that but we have to be our most impactful and we have to ask for help and be prepared to take it as well and support ourselves. It's um, absolutely that is one of the challenges I I notice a lot, and I noticed about a year yes. ago. For some of the, of the episodes that I've done on things like imposter syndrome and things like why you know we don't look after we don't as a um, as a group of people as, as an industry necessarily um, walk our talk in terms of 
investing in ourselves and um, no. you know, you know, the whole concept of putting your own life jacket on first and that kind of thing. So it's something where we have to be prepared to do that. And I guess that links into exactly. your sustainable, it's got to be sustainable to stop burnout. Whatever you're doing has got to be something you can do on an ongoing basis to recharge yes. as you go. And, yes. And that's exactly why one of the pillars of um, sustainable unstoppability in my world is connection to others. So, and that's what the HR club I think is, is, plugging again a gap in terms of um the ability to be kind of vulnerable with one another I've been to many a networking event where we all sit and talk about the wonderful initiatives that we're introducing and we're kind of like you know there's there's a competition that um I don't think is healthy and I don't think it's necessary I think actually it's only through us sharing our vulnerabilities sharing that we find it difficult that um that we'll be able to go, oh my God, I feel I, I feel that too. What's our solution? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. So then this whole thing about um you know, supporting others and and this this vision where people don't lose their confidence and it is about reinforcing and support as we go along, creating your sustainable unstoppability piece. Yeah. And you've also got your four pillars. So do you want to explain yes. a little bit about that um brand, if you like, and the four pillars as well? Yeah, so the this is the sustainable instability. I think came. For, I worked with um, someone who um, a marketing. She's more than marketing. She helps you kind of find your voice, I suppose. When I was first starting out, and I and I talked and I came up with this term unstoppability, because I recognised that on so many occasions I'd been stopped. I've been stopped from taking a promotion. Stopped from um, expressing myself fully. Um, you know, stopped from things that ultimately could have enhanced my life, my experience of work, um, etc. So that, and then the sustainable unstoppability kind of came afterwards because it's like, well, we probably all are doing amazing things. We are, I believe that, but are we doing them in a sustainable way? Mm. Um, and largely, we're not because we know that because there's lots of research that tells us in the profession that you know we're not doing too well. Um, Health-wise, I suppose. So, yeah, the unstoppability part is all around us really just pursuing whatever it is that we really want in the world. And that could be career-wise, it could be life-wise. Um, the four pillars to that are the things, the foundations, I suppose, of what makes that possible. And they're based on um, my experience, my personal development journey, my um, I trained as a coach, so the, the things that I learned from that. And also I... Um, I've studied a bit of neuroscience as well so um the four pillars I've talked about connection to others which is all about yeah how are we how are we vulnerable how do we um how do we yeah how do we build our networks to do amazing things um also connection to worth so how do we know how brilliant we are because we all are um connection to mind um what's important to us what do we value um how do we listen to our emotions? How do we see that our emotions as powerful as opposed to weakness and connection to body? So, um, and, and because I focus with women, a lot of that is around cycles and how and how do we how do we acknowledge that we have ebbing and flowing energy? We're not just kind of linear um, in in our female bodies. So, um, they're the four pillars um, for me that we focus on. And that's how, you, and then you do your sort of education within it fits into those four pillars or your that's support. right, 
yeah and in in terms of that does that fit into the hr club is that how how your materials are sort of building yeah that's right so so that forms part of coaching with me as well as those four pillars uh, i do one-to-one coaching as well as the club um but within the club we have a learning a learning area and there is a foundation pathway which covers some of the things that kind of are all encompassing across those those four pillars and that's where everyone starts on their journey when they come into the club and then um the rest of the learning is categorized into those four pillars so you can there's in in the connection to worth for example there's a load of resources on confidence and how do you build your confidence and um that kind of thing and, and um actually it's, it's interesting i was thinking about the worth and the mind what's the difference mm. between the worth is yes yeah, so getting over things like conf- confidence or imposter syndrome type thing what's the what's the mind then about what's the difference there yeah, the mind is understanding your your values, the, the things that kind of go to the core of you. So what your beliefs are, um, understanding um, emotions form a big part of that as well. Because, again, I think I, I was certainly taught when I was young, starting out in my career, you know, take the emotion out of it. And what that ended up doing was just being like, don't have emotion. Emotions are bad. Yeah, um, You can't get away from having emotions. So actually where do your emotions show up what are they telling you and how do you how do you allow them to move through your body rather than um suppressing them because that's where i think a lot of our problems can can come so it's quite holistic really yes yeah and and i, and I think that and that so the whole belief thing i get so that's about making sure you're going i guess you're connected with whatever it is you, there's purpose in in the job that you're doing you found it fulfilling um uh, you know, it's a, you're in an organisation maybe that aligns with your values and and mm-hmm. those sort of things, and, and and I guess I can see with your coaching how how this makes a lot of sense because of the the reality is when you as you started out some of the things that you have to deal with as an HR professional you can't be trained for through theory holes no. no. or you know, death in service they're really no. hard hard emotional things to deal with and pretending that they're not emotional isn't going to get you to help others absolutely but if you were you if you were working as a counselor which some of those things don't you would have a supervisor as a coach you'd absolutely. have a supervisor, but there is no supervision for hr professionals so it seems no. like you're kind of supporting this is this could play a role in supporting there yeah yes and yeah i'm in conversations with a therapist at the moment around like she can't believe she can't believe that we don't have access to the things that she does. As yeah. some, you know, she she talks about how, you know, emotional regulation and um, kind of what I call emo- emotional hygiene forms a foundational part of her learning, mm. whereas we don't get that. Mm. And yet we are, people, who do people go to when they have a, a problem? They come, to, they come to HR because, oh, you just, oh, you're meant to know this, how to deal with this really terrific, tricky thing. It places an immense burden on us. Yeah, um, and I don't think until we acknowledge that, and like you say, kind of ask for help. You know, we we yeah yeah. I don't think we can be that impactful because it 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 it, it lessens our impact. It, it creates it sticks with us. Yeah. Okay. Great. So um, I like your four pillars, Mum. So basically, basically, what we described here is your you kicked this off this year. It's in its inaugural year. The whole HR yes. club. Um, it, it's a holistic approach to supporting, educating colleagues through connection, education about worth, belief, and values, 
and and body so the whole sort of piece of it you do coaching mm-hmm. within it um is there other stuff is there sort of peer-to-peer conversations is it is it is there stuff where people network within it yes absolutely so we have um a we have events so we we have like a start your month right where we get come together and like plan what our biggest things are because again in HR people are putting you in all different directions so how do you create focused dedicated time for yourself that's what you start your month right sessions are we've got a book club running we have co-working mornings so we all it's virtual so we've got members across the UK we've also got um, members in Canada and the USA now so it is virtual um and as well as the events we have an online community space as well so and there are threads in there that people can tap in to whenever they want to so they can come in there's a what would you do section where they can come in and go oh my goodness I've got this situation I really don't know what I'm doing um and and get the kind of peer-to-peer support um and then again because we're starting out um there are things that are lined up for us to introduce as well so we're going to be introducing connection pods, which are smaller groups for people to build stronger relationships with. And there might be location or job mm-hmm. role rise wise, and also member matchups as well. But the community space is where we, we hang out the most. Um, it's quite nice seeing here because I work, I'm self-employed. I, I have it running on my desktop in the background and I can see that there are people sitting there, um, you know, waiting to chat to if, 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 um, if, if I want to, and if they want to. So I think for a lot of us who are in standalone positions as well, that can be really powerful. Yeah. Um, knowing that there are people there available for you if you want them. Yeah, and active and reach out. Sounds yeah. great. So it sounds sounds like it's going from strength to strength. Uh, so if people wanted to find out more about it, Emma, where would they go? We have um, a a website which is the hrclub.beunstoppable.uk. Um, you can get on the wait list to register for that. We open the doors again in January. Um, so there'll be a round of, of um, events going on to kind of encourage people to come along and join. So that's the place to go for that. I also run a, a Facebook group, which is, um, well, is the HR Club on Facebook. Um, and yeah, so if that's not that's you can join at any point in the year can you You can join at any point in the year that's that's the free community so there's not there's not all of those benefits um but I quite, i'll go in and do motivational tips and that kind of thing right. in there so there'll be the main things but i also hang out quite a lot on linkedin so if people want to connect and find things on there find out things on there and about me then i'm really happy to connect on linkedin too Brilliant. And what we'll do is we'll put in, sh- in the show notes um all those things that you just outlined uh, outlined and your linkedin profile link as well um, yeah brilliant that'll be helpful for, for others who want to find out more particularly this is going to go out in december so uh you know, if people are interested this is the right time because they could sign up and find out more about things in january definitely yep absolutely Lovely. all right well thank you so much for joining us today emma it's been a pleasure to have a conversation about you i really love the term sustainable unstoppability i think that's it <laughs> great term i would embrace there and uh, wishing you lots of luck with the hr club going forwards oh thank you thank you for having me and well a merry christmas everyone happy yes. holidays if you're getting this is it before christmas i yeah, don't know just before christmas yeah oh no. good <laughs> <laughs> all right then brilliant thank you, thank you. Bye. so that's it that was lovely to speak to emma who's really building something 
exciting, I think, that should go from strength to strength in 2023. And on that note, I want to take this opportunity to thank you all for continuing to listen to the HR Uprising podcast. Huge appreciation to those of you who've taken the chance to review or get in touch or link in. Um, I really do appreciate it. I only really want to carry on doing the podcast while it's bringing value. And uh, as long as that is the case, then uh, thank you very much for sharing it with others and also getting others to make suggestions about top topics. Remember, we've got a LinkedIn group that you can communicate directly with. And next year, we've got some really exciting guests lined up. So I wanted to just say happy Christmas. I'm going to take a festive break now until the 9th of January because I know it's crazy season um, and it's always a good opportunity for us all to have a little rest. And I hope you'll tune in again in the new year. Happy Christmas. I really hope you found this week's episode useful and enjoyable. If you did, perhaps you could recommend us to a friend or colleague or give us a review on your platform of choice. It really helps new listeners to find us. Now you can access links to any of the information mentioned in this show via the website www.hruprising.com. Further free resources are also available at www.actus.co.uk. There you can also find out more about our software and training solutions. Finally, why not join our LinkedIn group, The HR Uprising, to share ideas and collaborate with other like-minded people professionals. Thank you for listening to The HR Uprising podcast.